This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. All right, another titillating episode of Sisters and Scrubs coming up. We're all hot on the heels of My Nurses Eat Their Young. And so now we're going to follow it up with the things you didn't learn in nursing school. Yes, there's a lot of them. Oh, are there ever? Mm-hmm. Are there ever? Um, Laura went to a two-year program. Yes. I did a four-year program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there was much of a difference except the core college requirements. And I still can't believe I did a four-year program because I'm the laziest person you've ever <laughs> met in your life. I can't believe I didn't do a two-year program. But I think at the time I had the... The time and I figured what the fuck the for four years, so I did. So, um, nursing school sucks if you're doing it, it sucks. I hated every second of nursing school. I did not mind, nursing. I shouldn't say I hated every second because I loved the people I met in nursing school, mm-hmm. which you're so close with them in nursing school. And the core group, I don't talk to any of them anymore. I wasn't really that close to people in nursing I school. I was, we had a core group, of course, I was the oldest one, yeah. One kid actually was like, oh, I give you credit going back at your age. I was 26. <laughs> I might as well have been 86 yeah. to them. Um, but I had a great group of friends in there. And, you know, one's in California. One's working up in the North Shore. One's up in New Hampshire. Um, I know some of you guys are listening. I love you all. I don't know why we're not talking, but we should have a reunion. I see some of them in the hospital sometimes that I went to nursing school yeah. with. And... Uh, you just bond with them in a different way than I think. I mean, I did. I bonded with them because you're going through the same shit. You know, you get out of clinical. You're like, oh my god, I guess what happened to me? Blah, 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 you know. I'm gonna say this, and I'm probably gonna oh, be here very it comes. Here this. it comes. I did not find it hard. I, I didn't did find not... nursing school hard because no, I had already been in the OR. I didn't find it like stressful. Like people are so fucking stressed. I'm like, I don't know what I didn't do, but. I didn't do any of it. Like I, I got married during nursing yeah. school. Like I got pregnant during nursing I'm school. I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I, I think you're stressing yourself out. Like, mm. take it easy. Take a deep breath. Pay attention in class. And you're going to pass. But I also think I had done 10 years as a surgical tech before I went to nursing school. Yeah. So I was already in that environment. I think that re- helped me. Like, yes. Ridiculous. You, you already knew how to talk to patients. You already knew how to talk to doctors. You already had a presence about you that. Right. An eighteen-year-old coming out of fucking high school head does not have, yeah, and isn't going to have for a long time. I also think I also went to school with older people because, like, they it was like LP, like yeah. it was a lot of LPNs to ASN, and so I think they were more stressed. I think oh, I think older women get stressed no matter what. Right. Well, I mean, it's just right. You're <laughs> you like, know, like the mothers come in, life. and you're like, right. even in tech school, I went to school with a couple of mothers. I was like, ladies, fucking take it back, dude. But I, I mean, I'm sure if I went to school now, I would be stressed about it. But I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I they were extremely stressed. <laughs> but it was, you know, like, so I was always like, I don't understand what everybody's so stressed about. But I was also, you know, 19. So when I just, yeah. I don't know, it just. You're seeing life in a different way. I, I mean, they're stressed. They get families. They got right. this. They had they, you other know. shit going on, and they had to pass this, you know, to continue their careers that they right. already and had. to make money for their kids or right. whatever. So, I mean, two things you'll never see me do in life. Run a marathon and go back to school. <laughs> I will never go back to school. No. Nothing about writing papers mm-hmm. and all that bullshit. I don't need a master's degree. God bless all you that get your master's and your, and your doctorate. Not for me. Yeah. Not my thing. No, so I'm happy where I am. First thing that nursing school does not prepare you for. We're going to read a couple from uh, some things we found on the internet and elaborate. Mm-hmm. And then we put a post up and we got like over 300 replies. Oh my God. OR stuff. Yeah. 
So we'll go over the things because OR nursing, you know, we've talked about this before. It's a type of nursing that is like not known. A lot of nursing school is just you do a day in the OR, you kind of breeze through, nobody talks to you, they just tell you don't touch anything blue and then you're on your way and you never see the OR again and you just yell at them all the time because they're always like looking for a bed or they want to get, can you take this patient? So um, the OR is like a secret society almost and it's a type of nursing that really is not like nursing. Nothing in nursing school teaches you for the OR. What to do in the OR. No, nothing. So. I knew what to expect in right, the OR because I, I had worked in the right. OR for 10 years already. Um, and I was tired of seeing the nurses scrubbing and do my job for triple the amount of money. Yeah. So I said, hey, dumbass, get off your butt yeah. and go back it to nursing school. It took me one year to... It took me 10. <laughs> well, I was traveling and I was having I a know. lot of fucking fun. Um, and then I finally was like, oh, I guess I should make more money. So um, we're going to talk about regular nursing school and then we'll cover the OR. Yeah. All right. So number one. School didn't prepare you for how nursing changes you. <laughs> it doesn't talk about that. Let's just say I was very sweet and quiet I before I went into the At all. I do My not believe My mother would that. be like, I can't believe that you said that. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't say shit to a doctor at 19. No. <laughs> at 49. No, you can't Fuck you. <laughs> at school, you won't learn how nursing can change you. How you become someone more aware of his or her environment. More sensitive to pain and care. <laughs> sensitive to pain nursing becomes a part of your overall personality and moves from just being a job to your calling all right let's just clarify right here it's not my calling never in my life if somebody asked me did i want to be a nurse no was that i never i wanted to be a u.s marshal helicopter pilot forensic pathol i never wanted to be a nurse yeah i fell into nursing that being said i love what i do yes I love being a nurse, mm-hmm. but it's a hat that as soon as my locker closes, goes in my locker and I put on my friend, fun, mom, everything else hat and I go home. Yes. But you also, when you're in a situation where yes. it needs, it comes right out. You're right. You're so right. And not the really come true. over like, can you look at this rash? Yeah. You really need to see a doctor. Like, yeah, you're always yeah. giving advice to somebody. Agreed. But... I, so it is part of who you are. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because even if you're at a concert and someone falls and is on the ground, you're the you're person be over the one. there. Yeah. Because everybody else are. is just going to stare and take video right. of that person right. convulsing on the floor. Okay, what do you got? Um, you will work every holiday for the first three years of your career. Well, I don't know where for you three? work. three? But you will work every holiday <laughs> for forever. the rest of your life. Right. You are working <laughs> nights, weekends, holidays. You do not have the same schedule as all of your friends. No. They can all go out on Friday. Well, no, I can't. I'm working. do that. I work. Yeah. Your family doesn't understand. Well, why can't we do Christmas dinner? Because I have to work Christmas. Yeah. Like, it's... People it's, still get sick on Christmas. People right. People still get... Yeah. Uh, my place does not close. I have to work whenever they How tell me How come you can't work? come to the beach for the 4th of July? Because right. half the society is going to blow their fucking right. hands off. And somebody to has to be there to put them on. Right. So it's... <laughs> your schedule is never going to... You will... I mean, I guess if you work at like a surgical surgery center or like you'll just work Monday through Friday, 7 to 3. If or, you will work in a big hospital. That's yeah. it. If you're in a big hospital... Or any hospital, small hospital, any hospital, you are open 24-7. So you will be you're working. You're on call or you're working. Yeah. Yes, I mean, our hospital. never, ever have a normal schedule. Yeah, our hospital is staffed, highly staffed. Yes. 24-7. Yeah. 
But, I mean, small hospitals, you can call. So they take a shit ton of call. Right. When you're on call, you can't drink. Mm-hmm. You can't really go too far from the hospital. Right. You can be 30 minutes from the hospital. Right. You can't do this. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't get caught up in anything that you can't leave in case right. you get called. Right. Or you're in there all fucking weekend because you're on call. Right. Okay. It's, your schedule is never again the same. The same. No. No, it's brutal. They do not prepare you for that. No, they don't. <laughs> I remember thinking when I was got the, um, I was going to be in OR uh, for a scrub tech. I was like, I won't. Nobody does OR on the weekends. Like, nobody operates. Like, I, I thought I was going to have this great fucking schedule. I was highly delusional. Yeah, I don't know. Wrong. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Dead wrong. I worked every weekend. I work at, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. School didn't teach you how to give a re- good report. School didn't teach you the basics of how to give a good report. But it's only when you hit the floor and learn how to coordinate your brain and communication skills to deliver the right message that you understand giving or taking a report effectively requires you to be alert on the point, in possession of all salient facts and confidence. Only experience teaches you this. We give a different kind of report in the OR, but you do have the nurses who are like, okay, so this patient was born in 1925. Well, I think that's what that says. I think the most important thing that that little blurb just said was be on the point. Yeah, be concise. When on the floor, in the ICU, whatever. If you're rambling on about their past Bullshit. history that yeah. happened 25 years they ago. They like chocolates and they, they had were born their, the you know, zodiac. meniscus fixed 25 years. It doesn't I matter. I care. Literally has nothing to do. And then you've lost the person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to be right on the point. This is why they're here. This is their pertinent history. This is what's me, going on now. I want to know what we're doing. Yeah. I want to know what your allergies are. Right. And where are we going afterwards? Right. That's about all I need to know. Yeah. There's a few other, but those are my basics. Mm-hmm. I don't care the eye color. I don't care where he was born. I don't care what war he was in. I don't care. Right. Tell me where the family is so I can contact them afterwards. Right. Let's call it a what day. What do I need to know to do Right now this. to get through this yes. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't, okay. I literally said to one nurse one time, I don't need to know that. I don't know why you're telling me that. That's not important. What are his allergies? Right. You know? Okay. Because it gets lost and then the important things get lost. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this one says, how to complete a bed bath on a ventilated patient with an arterial line, two central lines, a tracheostomy, all while currently on a sedation vacation. The point of this is, they tell you in nursing school, this, you're going to give a bed bath and your patient is completely fine, can help you move all their limbs, pick yeah. up this thing. You get into the real world, it's a nightmare. They have not they prepared can't move. you. No, like, They've how, got a gaping sacral wound. Right. How am I supposed to do this by myself with, like, not, no, you know, like, you're, you're taught very specific instructions. Very run-of-the-mill instructions. You have to learn. They do not teach you how to work on the fly. Mm-mm. That comes on your own. And some people never learn it. Some people pick it up right away. Some people it takes a while. Some people just, it's not going to happen. But you have to learn how to just go on the fly think outside the box on my younger days we had this older nurse that would come in and do per diem mm-hmm. she had a doctorate mm-hmm. and she was a nursing instructor mm-hmm. in nursing school you are taught never to clamp the the chest tube yeah never to put it um, above above or right. anything like that okay in the or doesn't always work that way mm-hmm. because there's no place to hang the chest tube mm-hmm. so we have a patient with the chest tube which we deal with all, all the, the time. time, I'm doing what we routinely do. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. You're not supposed to put it there. Okay, where would you like to put it? And she's holding it by the, you know, if you've ever seen a pleurobag, it's got little hooks on it. So she's got it by the little hooks and she's walking around. Like, under the level of the chest. So she puts oh. it under the level of the chest. I said, and what do you think is going to happen the moment the bed moves? And she's looking at me. I said, go ahead, move it. And the chest tube starts to tip. I said, you can't have a tip. Mm-hmm. 
So she puts it exactly where I was going to put it. Yeah. And then when we first started scrubbing, we had the cloth drapes. Mm-hmm. So you had to clamp the chest tube to take it, yes. unplug it. One of the nurses reads me the right act. How would you, uh, do you want me to cut every fucking cloth drape we have to right. get the chest? The surgeons, what you doing? Right. And they don't say shit. No. What would you like me to do? You have to do some things differently. That go against what you're taught right. sometimes. But you have to know that. Right. And you have to know that the two seconds I'm going to clamp this is not going to send this person and into I a pneumothorax. And clamp it without... Asking. The surgeon knowing. Right. Or the surgeon saying, please clamp that to right. do it. Right. And then know the right procedure. Back. And right. for the two minutes that this chest tube is going to go up to the floor is not going to kill this patient. Yeah. But she was so ingrained with nursing school. Mm-hmm. And it was just cracking me up watching her walking around with the floor back trying to figure out where the fuck she was going to put it on the bed. Yeah. When I worked, I worked at a hospital as a surgical tech. And then I went to a small hospital right out of nursing school because they paid my loans back. I knew I was going back to the big hospital, but I worked there to pay my loans back because you knew you were going to come work with me yeah so we did something and they we put a chest tube in this patient they don't do a lot of chest tubes at this small hospital <laughs> so i take it and i'm moving it you know to put on the what they move right. the patient over and i take it and i go to put it on like over i had to bring it over the patient because it was on the wrong side right. like get it on the right side and you have to pick it up and to do over the patient because it cannot go it's not long enough to like go <laughs> you'll around. rip it out right i'm gonna rip out the chest tube Oh my God! You would have thought I murdered the patient. Oh my God! Oh my God! Stop! The chest tube can't go by the patient. Like, okay, well, you have to get it on that side though, because this is bad. It's going across right. the body. Like, you have to get it to the other side of the bed. What do you want me to do? Like, you can't put it above. The- I'm like, oh my okay, God. then you do it. And we you do show me how you're gonna do this all the time at the hospital I yeah. work at now and formerly worked at. I'm like, we literally do it. I don't know. 30 times a day. Yeah. It, it's fine. Yeah. It's, we're not doing, you know, it's not staying there. It's not going to be above the guy's head. Like, we're just, we have to move it. <laughs> you would have thought I was murdering the patient the way they were I was, I was like, toe to toe screaming with one of the nurses who was, I'm going to write you up. I said, make sure you fucking spell my name mm-hmm. right. You want me to call Dr. So-and-so right now and bring him down here and you can tell him why the drapes are stolen from the patient. I was, we were screaming. You, I'll call him. I'll call because I was good friends with this doctor. Like, I'll bring him right down. Bring him right down. And she just, I never got written up. Let's just say yeah. that. Because we do it 30 times a day. You have, right. And it's, is it the correct way, no. quote unquote, that you're taught? No, but sometimes that, things have to be done sometimes. A certain way. A certain way. They and don't you have to pay you to step outside the box. I was just going to say, I think with nursing, you have to think outside the box. Yes. And that's, that's you are crucial. not prepared. You are prepared. But that's you critical... have to do it this way every right. but That's you your have critical, to have critical thinking skills. Thinking. You have to know that I'm not hurting the patient doing this. Because right. like, there are things you should never fucking do. Absolutely. You know, you, you don't want to extubate the patient without anesthesia knowing. Accidentally. Um, so you need, there are things you need to do, but you need to know, okay, I have, this is what we do. Think outside the box mm-hmm. with your critical thinking mm-hmm. skills. Was that you as a mine? Which one did we just do? Mine. Was that me on how to yeah. give a good report? Or was that you? No. Oh, the bed. Okay. complete bed School doesn't keep teach you that you have to keep up or be left behind. I don't really know what... Th- I didn't read these ahead of time, so we're all learning these together. <laughs> Nurses are a busy lot and cannot make time to mollycoddle a new recruit. Ooh. Oh, is this nurse bullying? Oh, that sounds like it. You'll is. have to hit the floor running and get on with the job. Your senior nurses will only expect you to do the job and work as a team with you. Who the fuck do they work? <laughs> you'll learn patient care, charting, and the nuances of teamwork. If you don't keep up with the pace, you'll be left behind. Okay. I don't know if that's what they're trying to say, but here's what I'm going to take away from this. 
I think nursing is a lot of on-the-job training. Yes. I, I think it's mostly on-the-job yes, training. Yes, I, I would say 90% of it. I think you get anatomy and physiology in school. Mm -hmm. You get what things are in some of what you're going to see. But mm -hmm. IV pumps are different in every hospital. Yes. Um, vents are different in every hospital. Machinery is different in every hospital. Beds are different in every hospital. Mm -hmm. You have to learn all that on the job. Right. How to talk to patients, how to talk to surgeons, how to stand up for yourself. All of that's on the job training. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with that's what they're trying to say. But you can't linger and dwell over these things. You have to be able to pick it up and go and pick up right. new information every day and work with it. And you can't, you're going to be left behind if it's taking you weeks to figure something out. Well, even just like, just say the chest tube thing we were just talking about. So you were taught you can't bring it about the mm -hmm. patient's chest. We're saying we have to to get them onto this bed. Mm -hmm. Momentarily. We have to do that. If you're going to sit there and just say we can't, we can't. Then you're never you have gonna... to get them out of the goddamn right. room though. So you have to move on. Like you have to say, okay, we have to learn, adapt, and move on. Right. Right. And you just, you have to learn how to, how to do things. You have to pick up that IV pump and you can't, it can't take you 10 weeks to learn how to work an IV pump right. because you're going to be working an IV pump every fucking day. Right. And people are going to get really aggravated if you're three weeks in. Right. And you're still, still asking, how, how do I run this? Yeah. You have to you focus, know? learn it, and do it. Right. Like, right. So yeah. your learning skills have to be, I'm, you're going to hear a little bumping because I'm moving around a lot. Um, so you have to really, you do have to be a quick learn, yeah. I think. You have yes. to be able to pick stuff up quickly. Yeah. If you can't pick it up quickly, I'm not saying nursing's not for you, but there are certain nursing jobs that may not be for you. ICU may not be for you because ICU nurses... Yeah, forget are, it. Yeah, they know everything. They're running dialysis machines and vents. and mm -hmm. I mean, they're unfucking believable, the ICU yeah. nurses. Yeah, you can't be a... No. You have you to can't, be a quick learner. You have to <laughs> have a skin-like fucking yeah. armor of a, a knight mm -hmm. down to work in the ER. Okay, what you got? Um, when a patient is dying, you will likely spend more time comforting and cleaning vomit of the family members than that of the patient. This is true. They don't tell you how to deal with families. How to deal with families. In in any situation, they don't tell you that. But especially in a dying... Yes, you're taking care of your patient who's dying or deceased, but you're now the caretaker of that family. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you how to talk to people. They don't tell you what to say. You always feel fucking awkward. Yes. You're going to always feel fucking awkward, no matter how many times you do it. It's an awkward thing because it's very personal and everybody You're witnessing one of the worst moments in somebody. Like, right. the only time I deal with patients dying in nursing is when we do a DCD, which yeah. is a donation after cardiac death. And they bring the patient down. They bring the family down. They extubate the patient before the family gets there. And the, the patient expires with the family beside them. Mm -hmm. And then they will donate organs when they're done. They have a nurse specifically for the family mm -hmm. because the circulator can't be doing both roles. Yeah. And it is awkward mm -hmm. and you don't know what to say. I'm not good with like, I'm good when somebody's dying for the person who's dying. Right. I don't know what to say to you when you've lost somebody. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the, I don't want to overstep my boundaries. Right. I, you know, so it's a very awkward position, especially mm -hmm. if you're awkward about it. Yeah. So we always have the, the chairs and we have the water and we have the tissues and Sometimes we're crying right beside them because yeah. it's just as sad. Mm -hmm. But you and and they're gonna remember you. Yeah. It may have been five minutes you spent with them, but they're gonna remember you right. because that was the worst time of their life. Right. They won't forget anything that right. happened at that right. point. It's it's just an awkward. You can't teach this. You can't, and you can't. Like I, I'll tell people, okay, yeah, get you know, make sure you have chairs, not mm -hmm. on wheels. 
you know, in case they pass out, make sure you have tissues, make sure you have water. I always keep a smelling salt. Like you go up, you introduce yourself. I'm very sorry. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you kind of have to see how they react. Right. Because some of them don't want to talk to you at all. And that's fine. You don't have to talk to me. I'm not here for you. I'm here for whatever you need me to be. You don't have to talk to me. Some of them tell you their whole life story. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's interesting. And, you know, like you kind of, they want to talk about something else. They don't want to talk about that person. That person or that this is happening right now. One guy was telling me all about where he lived and what he did for a living. Not the dying person, like him himself. Because he doesn't know what to do either. But he just wanted to talk. And I'm like, that's fine. Whatever is making you, but you can't teach somebody. You just have to learn that. Yeah, it's experience. Either if you, and you're either going to do it or not. You're either good at it or not. Right. That's it. I had one family. I'll never forget this. The patient, it was like a, it was on the news. This And young kid it was awful it was a tragic uh experience person that had methylene blue so they were bizarre looking to begin with the family came down and i didn't know what to do because they were hysterical Mm -hmm. laughing as the patient was dying i'm assuming that was their way of dealing with death i mean crying they were laughing so hard singing songs joking laughing and i was like um i don't know what to do here because this is i've never seen anything like this in my life left the the OR still laughing. I was like, I guess good for them. Yeah. That they could laugh their way through it. Right. It was the most bizarre experience right. in my life. Because you don't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I don't, don't want to laugh because I don't want you to think I'm I was like, laughing. I don't right? think anything you're saying is funny, first of all. Maybe it's all inside jokes. Right. None of this is making me laugh. Yeah. My heart breaks for this kid. Right. But more power to you people. Right. <laughs> I just was like, uh, do you need water? What do you want me to do? Right. I just, I hate when I have to do that role, and I hate it. Like you don't know, like some. I'm not a. I'm not a toucher. touchy feel. Yeah. I don't want people touching me. I don't. But you feel like you should touch, not touch these people, but you know, like put a contact. Hand on their human shoulder. contact human is a big thing. Is a, and I don't mind doing that, but you just don't know if how they will react. Right. Right. Because some people, uh, I don't want to be touched. Right. I don't want you to touch. I'm. I, you're making me worse by touching me. But some people need you to touch, and it's just you have to just read it, yeah. and it's just a. It's some people come alone. Yeah. Which is even worse, like a yeah. mother and a, and a young kid. Oh, it's just not a good time. No. You know, just... fortunately in the OR, I mean, we had one case. We went out together. We talked yeah. about this kid all the time. And uh, it was a horrible, horrible accident. The patient was literally unrecognizable. Yes. And after what we did to them, it was even worse. Yeah. And, you know, we couldn't stop oozing i mean i i'm not going to get into the graphics of what happens to a body but a lot of things come out yeah and the family member wanted to see them mm-hmm. and we were talking to the resident and we're like you really want to tell them they don't want to see their family member like this was a woman's son well, you don't, you don't want to see them mm-hmm. like this but she really wants to see them I'm like there are three mothers in this room telling her she does not there was nothing we could do to fix this kid mm-hmm. in a way that she could see him and thank God there was another nurse on who is the, I mean, when it comes to, if I have somebody dying in the hospital, this is a nurse involved yes. with me because she's the best yeah, woman in is. the whole goddamn world. And she went down and talked to the family member. And like you could literally hear the woman wailing on the mm-hmm. phone when I was talking to the resident. And she talked to them and convinced them it was best because no mother would want to see their child like this. You can, and I, I'm not, I am all for, you want to come see them? Yeah. I'll make them as pretty as I can make them feel. We do our best. We do our best. But that case I can't get, I will never forget that kid's mm-hmm. face. That mother would see that kid's, and it's not your child. 
Having done trauma for as yeah. long as we've done trauma, I have a Rolodex in my head mm. of different people who have come through who didn't make it that I will carry with me. Mm-hmm. And he is number one. To yeah. the day I die, I will never forget this person. And you don't you don't want to see your son's and, face Exactly. Like I'm not yeah. related to this person right. and I'll never forget him. Right. Forget it if it was my child. I would never want to see my kid like that. No. And, and it, even though that's happening, you, you don't want to say right. that people don't see them, but at the same I know, see them after the morticians got a hold of right. them That's and can different... fix things up yeah. and make them look presentable yeah. and do what they do to make them look presentable. Right. You don't want to see them fresh out of the trauma they went through. No. I mean, some of them are fine. This one was not. No. 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 All right. So but they the... do not prepare you for any of that shit. No. No. <laughs> and there's no way to prepare you for it. Even some, are, some of the new people coming through, they don't know how to deal with it. And I'm like, okay, well, on this shift, you're going to have to learn yeah. how to deal with it because we do it a lot. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Okay, what you got? Um, a quote-unquote allergy, according to patients, is actually anything at all that they don't want to take. It sometimes has nothing to do with anaphylaxis. You will go through the whole goddamn thing, and they'll have 85 allergies, and it's lisinopril. Lisinopril, one of the side effects of lisinopril is makes you cough. That is not an allergy. It is one of, it's a side, you can still take the pill. Literally, I don't even have to look every single time. It's coughing. Lisinopril, coughing, I'm like, okay. They don't like it. They don't want to cough. It aggravates them. Narcotics make you nauseous. Every single one. Oh, it makes me nauseous. That's what fucking narcotics do. It is. It's fine, whatever. But at the same time, like then sometimes when you're scanning through that, it makes you take an actual allergy. Not serious. Less serious. Yeah. So you have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. Yeah. We had one patient. He had like nine allergies. Almost all of them were to anesthetic drugs. And anesthesia almost, and the surgeons almost always would tell, oh, it's not a true allergy. Oh, latex, it's not, not a true, true allergy. allergy. Okay, well, I'm going to treat it like it's a true allergy right. anyway. Oh, well, the patient had a true allergy to one of these anesthetic drugs right. that they gave him because it was not a good scene. Yeah. All right. School didn't teach you multitask and prioritize. Learning to multitask is part of the job description if you are a nurse. No shit. Mm-hmm. You cannot say that you have been assigned a task and you'll take up something else only when a task is done. You have to comply with different requests from staff and patients and manage to juggle them all efficiently. More important than multitasking is prioritizing, hence critical thinking skills. When you have have multiple patients in your care awaiting medications, checkups, follow-ups, and so on, you have to learn to prioritize patient needs. So, I'm scrubbed. Yeah. All right, this is... Years ago. Years ago. And the transplant surgeons at the time were brutal. I remember. One of their yeah, one of their children works with us now. And I'm scrubbed in the little tiny room one. You weren't even there when this guy was a transplant surgeon, but his son works with us now. Oh yes, yes. So we're in little tiny room one. And the nurse I have had been a nurse for hundred and twenty five years, I think, in eighteen eleven. Mm-hmm. She had her job interview. So, I, you know, knew, uh, it's, liver transplants were still new. So, we're doing, in room one, we're yeah. doing a liver transplant. And I was like, I need, you know, a 3-0 vicle. She's like, uh-huh. And they're like, 3-0 vicle, 3-0 vicle. I'm like, I, I need that 3-0 vicle. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah. She's over there playing on the computer. She's picking her nose. I was like, I like need that. The room's two feet wide. Right, I mean, she could have reached out. She gets up. She's picking lint off the floor. She's over there fixing her shoes. I'm like, could you move a little? Th- 
they nailed me to the cross. Yeah. And I, that's where I was like, could you just prioritize? I need this now. Right. Everything else could have right. waited. You can do the chatting when you sit back down. Exactly. Yeah. I it, I wanted to kill her. Yeah. And I found that all the time. Mm-hmm. When I was a new scrub, they thought I didn't know what I was doing. So they just did other shit on one surgery. I love this guy, too. He's retired now. Um, we were doing a knee. I needed the tray of um, the inserts for yeah. the knee, you know? I asked for the tray. You don't need those. I'm going to need those. Mm. You don't need those. Out of the room she goes. <laughs> he asks me for the tray. And I'm like, it's right there. I said, she won't open it for me. Maybe you could say something. He came in. He's like, for the love of Christ. I asked you for it. Could you open those for her? She asked you. I heard her. Uh, he was going all over her. I was like, told you. Mm-hmm. I do know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I've done about 80 of these now. So. I do think, though, nursing school does... I think they teach you the importance of prioritizing. But it's... But that's something an individual... You either know how to prioritize or you, or don't. you don't. You have critical thinking skills or you don't. Right. They're hard to teach. But they I really are. definitely go up... Because all your questions on the NCLEX are prioritized. Delegation. Yeah. Delegation. So that's they the do thing. They teach you how to take the NCLEX, which is delegation, safety, but they don't really teach you nursing. Right. Right. But they do, I, I disagree with they don't teach you that. I think that's just up to an individual to actually know how to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. To figure out what's important, what isn't. Right. And you're not going to know that until you're doing it. Right. You know? Okay. Go for um, it. The doctor is always right. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, they teach you. I think they teach you that. Yeah. Don't question the doctor. I think that's pretty, like, you're told, like, they give you the orders, you perform the orders. Well, if the order isn't, doesn't seem right to you, you, you Question. are the patient's You're the first protector. line of defense right. between so you, you and to, them. It might be right, and maybe you're misunderstanding, or you're wrong, you could be wrong, but to, it's not going to hurt. Good question. To say, hey, is this, you know, oh, did you mean for this, or did you, do you think this is right? Like, bring, you can bring it up in a nice way. Mm-hmm. But you should always, you're the first line of defense. Because you have to realize, too, and especially in a teaching hospital, they may have been a doctor for a month. Mm-hmm. You need, they, they're actually, whether they know it or not, are relying on you to make sure they're doing it right. Right. And they're new. Mm-hmm. Or they're tired. Or they have they make 80,000 mis- patients under their care and mixed and they up. Be, yeah, they which, make mistakes know. like anybody else. Right. They human. are not infallible. No. And so you need to question, I mean, my... You need to make sure you're right. I may ask them four times to make sure they're absolutely yes. right on something very important. Yeah. I don't I, care if I look stupid. I have driven them crazy. Crazy. One more time. I'm just clarifying Just here. look at this again. Yeah. This is what you want. Right. Yes. We are correct here, right? Because right. I, I actually just did this the other night with a doctor. Um, a patient came down. One leg had huge edema on it. The other did not. He wanted to put boots on. You want boots on this patient? Yeah. Are you sure you want boots on this patient? Yeah. Have you looked at the patient's legs? Mm-hmm. He turned around, looked at the legs. Yeah. Both legs? You want I'm, both? I'm not really comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at, no, don't put them on both legs. That's not right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And then another one, the anesthesia told um, one of the newer people to put the NG tube to the door knock. Mm-hmm. And I watched him hook it up. And I went right back over, unplugged. I said, I'm not comfortable with this. And the anesthesia looked at me and said, this will suck the stomach out. Yeah. You cannot hook this it's to the door. It's way too powerful. You know, because it was, the the fluid coming out was so strong that they could I'm like, 
if somebody walks by and cranks the doorknob, mm-hmm. you're going to kill this patient. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with this. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. They're not paying attention sometimes. Right. So you have to, you are the patient advocate. Mm-hmm. Period. I don't care what kind of nurse you are, what floor you work right. on, what department what you you're in. You are the nurse, you are the patient advocate. Yeah. Period. Especially in the OR, because the patient cannot advocate for themselves. Right. They can't say, hey, I, uh-uh, I can't have that. Or, right. No, this leg is, look how swollen my leg. They can't say it. Right. They cannot speak up for themselves. I you say to, to the students all the time, you have five minutes with that patient awake. Sometimes it's the most important. You're, you're taking them off a cliff because they're crying when they meet mm-hmm. you. And you are more important than anybody because you're making sure nobody's going to hurt that patient when mm-hmm. they're asleep. That's they job. Yep. You're making sure they don't cut off the wrong leg. Yeah. You're making sure they don't suck the stomach out through the door knock and yeah. do something stupid. You're making sure they do not hurt that person because they cannot talk for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's the most important thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways. Is it me? I think we Oh, yeah. We just did the doctor. School did not teach how to manage your stress. No, no shit. No, it didn't. Even in nursing school, the enormous pressure to learn cause to learn causes stress mm-hmm. among students. Yes. Yet healthy met- methods of coping stress are not taught in school. You'll have to learn how to cope with your stresses on the job and pick up pointers via research in your colleagues. Either you learn to cope with your stresses or fall into the standard stress responses. Overeating, undereating, worrying, miss. Missing sleep and burning out, mm-hmm. which we've talked in our last episode. Yes. Listen to the last episode. Listen to the last episode. Yeah, we're not going to rehash. <laughs> we're not rehashing. But yes, it's a it's an extremely stressful job. And there's going to be scenarios that come up at your job that you're going to be chewing over and kicking. You. I can't believe I didn't say something. Oh my I should have said something. Think about things for... I was just talking to another nurse. And I was just like, uh, you know, something happened. She's like, I'm like, I, I'm like, blah, blah. I'm like, I know. But, you know, you can't. It's fine. Like, it's yeah. nothing bad. Like... She's like, I know, but I can't. I'm like, I know, because the same. I yeah. did the same thing the I other day. Should have said and I was this. Like, oh, should have did Jesus, that. you know, like I and it's eating at me. And like, it's not even nothing's gonna come of it. Right. It's just some. You all, there's just it's oh, human it's nature. Stress. It's it's human nature. Yeah, you're you're gonna get stressed. You should have done that. I should. I could have did this better. I could. Right. I should have said that to them. You have to learn how to leave a job at home. Yeah, we no, talked about this in. I mean, yeah, at work. I'm sorry. Don't take your job home. We've talked about this in the last episode. You have to take off your scrubs. Take off your shoes. Mm-hmm. Leave them there with all the fungus and disease that's no, on your clothes. Please leave your shit at work. Go home and go do something else. Go yeah. for a run. Go to the spa. Get your nails done. Get my nails done all the time. Yeah. I get my Sit facials. Sit there and watch Netflix. Just yep. whatever. Sign both back up. It's great. Yeah. Go with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, nursing school doesn't teach you about the smells. <laughs> no, it does not. I just walked somewhere today and Vienna's like, it smells like poop. I'm like, oh, this... This doesn't smell like poop no, at all. No, no, no. Honey, you have no idea. Until like, <laughs> the poop is running off the sides of the table. Do you until, know it's, until you can taste it. Yeah. This doesn't smell like poop. No. Until you go home that night and it's still like, yeah. I have it in my mouth. I swear to yep. God, I have it in I my mouth. I think my hair smells like shit. Yeah. I said that to Brian. Do I smell like, do I, I get, smell like do fecal I matter? Like poop? Do I smell? <laughs> He's like, no. I'm like, mm. really, I smell it somewhere still. Poop? Necrotizing pus? Oh. Necrotizing skin? Mm. Um vomit i I mean the i'll know i talked about it before the patient gunshot wound to the chest and his stomach exploded and as soon as they opened it it smelled like 15 people had vomited in the room i can handle poop i can handle pus Mm. i can handle almost any smell but vomit Mm. 
It was. It well, because the was, smell of vomit makes you vomit. It was like a vomitorama. I was, cr- yeah. and I'm trying to. And the sponges are covered in food, and I'm trying to bag them up. And another nurse, God bless her heart, came in, and she's like, you, "You're not doing too well. No, this isn't good." She's like, "Go take a break. I'll, I'll get the smell out of here." When I came back, she bagged up the smell. Thank God, because it was, it was not pretty. Yeah, no. Some of those smells, God, horrific. Yeah. And you know, you we are my my go to is benzoin. I put benzoin on my mask because mm-hmm. I love the smell of benzoin. So I cover my mask in benzoin. Other people have the the peppermints and I like the spray that we put for the kids on the oxygen mask. You know how the they do like the one? bubble gum. Yeah. I like the bubble gum. Yeah, right. you, I mean you try all kinds of yeah. stuff. Some when some people come in with like Fournier's gangrene, oh. which is like the rotting of the balls. Yeah. Listen to our I think it's one of our Father's Day episodes. Um. The infections can be nauseating. And you can, you know what it is mm. when you're walking down the hall. You're like, oh, no, someone's got a phony yeah. down here. Yeah. I mean, you know the smell. It's, yeah. There's only, there's certain smells that you know exactly what it is. You don't even have to be I mean, you're Code Brown. You know that a moment you walk in the door, you're like, oh, there's a Code Brown. Yeah. That's like that time with the poop running off the table. Yeah. The scrub was like, I think they pooped. I'm like, I don't smell anything. But what, the nurse's desk was kind of further away. She's like, mm-mm, there's poop. I'm like. All right, I don't, I don't smell it. Yeah. And I'm like looking, blah, blah, shaking. Like, mm. And every, she just kept, nope, this, it's something bad's happening under here. I'm like, I literally can't smell. And then all of a sudden, the waft. The waft. And I was like, oh no, this poop somewhere. Yeah. And then we looked under the bed and it was just running rivers yeah. of poop down onto the floor. And, and the I was thing like, oh, is, yeah, like, OR poop oh, it's different is not hard. It's not a, no. it's not like, like it can scoop it up like kitty litter. No. It's usually liquid. Sheer. Thick. Liquid. Thick liquid, though. Not <laughs> like a liquid you can just mop up. It's in every crevice. Oh, it's everywhere. It's in every pubic hair. It's on oh, the legs. It's, it's in the boots. It's yeah. on the tubing to the boots. It's on the foley. And you have to clean it up. Mm-hmm. Never a good time. No. And thank God we're in a teaching hospital because the first thing I do is get the med student at the intern. Hold the legs. Come on over, pal. Put on a gown of gloves. You're holding the legs. It's, and then there's towels and sponges. It's and drapes just and the yes. smells. I'm I'm gagging thinking of the smells we come across. Yeah, it's bad. The smells are rough. You are never prepared for the smell. Feel it's... free to share on any yeah. of our social media the, the smell, smell that gets you the worst. And we work in the OR, so we're used to the bovie smell. Yes. But if you don't work in it the OR... It smells like barbecue chicken. I know. I'm hungry when the bovie smells. <laughs> I smell that. I'm like, woo! And I'm like, oh, ready for lunch. But, <laughs> which is disgusting, I know. But if when you are not oh, from up. the OR... That smell will make you pass right out. Every time. Yeah. Every time. And you, the other, the teeth. When people have oh, rotted. Yeah, disc- <laughs> <laughs> the throat pack. Mm-mm. When the throat <laughs> pack comes up. No. I just said to somebody the other day, she had never done OMF. I'm like, oh, honey, wait till the throat pack yeah, comes out. Right and, it's out bu- into your face. and it's in the bucket. And oh. you're going <laughs> to. And it's always on somebody who hasn't brushed their teeth ever. Yeah. And they've got a pussy. And fu- oh, it's fucking gross. That throat pack. Anybody, oh. though. I think when you exhibit anybody, the smell... It depends. Some, I, I, it's a certain... It's not the pus... It's just the... The bad breath smell. Bad, everybody has it. <laughs> I said bad everybody breath. Everybody has it. Yeah. It's, I think the two And they so always... Bad, they exhibit and they go... <gasps> <gasps> huge breath out. Huge breath out. And you're always like... Oh, oh, wait, everybody. I'm like petrified after I'm surgery. Because I'm going to have that bad... <laughs> excavation smell. It's disgusting. Oh my god. Everybody has it. I don't care how much mouthwash you use. That, and when you look at the mouth and they get the white, like... Oh no! (laughs) No, I don't like that either. (laughs) That white pasty shit around their lips. Oh my god. Why? Why? 
Why am I doing this job? I don't know. It's disgusting. It really is. Okay. Clearly, Lars are way better than mine. (laughs) School did not teach you how to deal with death. We already talked about. School did not teach you how to deal with feelings. Well, I don't have feelings. Maybe we should skip this one. I'm a cold-hearted bitch. Well, I think they don't tell you, like... Well, you'll shit, be like it's okay to cry with a family that's right. crying for the death. I mean, you can't be the unconsolable because they can't be consoling <laughs> oh, you. Know, right? I'm so sorry, but Neil. you can go ahead. You don't want the family consoling you because that's no. A bad you problem. can't get to that. But you can cry with. I remember, um, a high, my high school boyfriend, his mother died, and we're, we're, there's a million of us in the room, and she's dying. And the nurse, you know, she's like, "Yeah, this is you know any minute," and they're like, "Okay," and she said. And I think one of the kids said, can you stay? And she said, yep. And she sat down and she started crying right along with the rest. Of and not unconsolable, but crying. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was sad. And I was like, she's a person. Like, you know, like, she cares. Like, And you take that home with you. Yeah. And I'll remember, I still remember her doing it. And I was yeah. like, she cares that she's dying. It's not terrible to show emotion. Right. You can't be the one who has to be taken care mm-hmm. of. True. But you can show your emotion, you know. Well, like, they also talk about feelings of joy. Like, yeah. whenever I scrub a C-section yes, and yeah. the baby comes out, I'm done. I'm looking at toes. I'm looking at hands. Oh, so yeah. Oh, They're like, so to a comic. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. To a, I, I'm looking at the baby. Mm. I can't. I, they lose me mm-hmm. every single time. It's a disaster. Yeah. I'm, I, you've got me right to the moment that baby. And then I'm like, oh, look at the baby. Look at the baby. Oh, he's looking at daddy. I can't stand it. Yeah. So feelings of joy, depression, we talked about, mm-hmm. excitement, adrenaline. Oh. Okay, so we put a reel out, and it was questionable, but it was like, you know, when we, <laughs> Laura and I, when we get a gunshot wound to the chest, it's a horrible thing to happen to somebody. We don't want people to be shot in the chest. Right. But from an OR nurse point from of view. From a trauma OR nurse. That is our my- job. Yes. That's our wheelhouse. Like, that's, yes. we like to do it we like the excitement of it we i like, like the ex- i like to it challenges my knowledge it ch- am i it gonna know what to you. Yes. do what am i gonna do what am i gonna hand them because yeah. they're not they it's not a routine thing it's never a routine so you have to be thinking ahead so it's yes it's a chance like am i gonna get this right right are we gonna save this person right. we want to save them right we're what's gonna happen can we like fix them yeah what I can we do that it's gonna do i am an adrenaline junkie yes i love trauma that's why i'm a trauma nurse and yeah. have been forever i've never worked days not my thing and it's hysterical because if somebody's like oh we've got a neighbor coming in it's all yours we got that it's all yours gunshot it's mine mine yeah. mine you know stab lens mine i yeah. got this one yeah. i'll even take an emergency crane right because i love it you yeah. know but any other case i'm like oh you can have no, your lap back no, you know but, boring. and we all fight over scrubbing it yeah we all fight to get in that room. Yep. There's 800, because everybody's an adrenaline junkie and everybody wants to see what happened. You know, right. I, I, it's not that we're relishing in the, tr- the tragedy of no, what it's happened. Awful. And it's awful. Right. But we're all, but we also, on the flip side of it, you have the adrenaline from it, but we're also there caring for that patient if they don't survive, taking good care of them, right. making sure they're cleaned up, making right. sure they're presentable, sitting with the family. We do all that. And as we well. take that to heart yes. as well. It's not that we're like, oh, yay, they might die. It's no. not that. It's it's what we do. It's like this ER. is our job. This the is trauma rolls in. You're on. That's yep. what you want to do. It's, it's yeah. It's the most my lights on at work is yes. when a trauma comes in. Yeah. That's when you you got me. We're not asking for people to be hurt. Right. We don't like it, but it's we it's, like that kind of case. It's yes. The, it's exciting. It's the fast pace. It's the. You don't know what's going to happen, but am I ready? Am I, I going to know? Can right. I anticipate this? Right. Am I going to have this ready? Am I going to have, you know, do I know what this stuff is? Are they going to have it quick? Right. 
who's going to help? It's just, I, I like the adrenaline and I like the excitement of yeah. those cases. Right. So we're not we horrible people. We don't wish people. bad on anybody. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, your schedule, your scheduled shift is really just a guideline. <laughs> it is really just like an eight or a 10 or a 12. Right. It's yeah. Okay. That's your, your, oh, you're working seven to three. Okay. You might be working seven to three. You might be forced mm-hmm. to stay and finish your day or mm-hmm. especially people on the floor. They don't oh, leave. No, they get to the, Yeah. And they give a whole report on their, you know, eight goddamn patients. And that takes an hour in itself. And right. then they have to finish up their records and, you know, do whatever. They're never out of there on no. time. Ever. I mean, fortunately, one of the benefits of the OR is usually if you're off at three, you're off at three. There's no notes for us. There's no fixing this. There's no doing that. Oop. You heard this. You heard a big bang. It's Laura's. Yeah. Like, sorry. Um, so it's it's different in the OR. But yeah, you're. In the OR, if it's a busy day and there's no relief, you're staying. You're stuck. You're stuck. It is right. You, you, you can't, can't just leave, leave the patient. Can't you can't just leave. just leave that patient. Yeah. So, and it, it's not like an, one nurse can cover two rooms. Right. You need a nurse. It's a one to one thing, right. and that's it. And if yeah. there's no nurse to get you out, there's no nurse to get you nope, out. Nope. You're staying. And fortunately, most people usually will volunteer because either they like the case, they like the surgeon. They'll say, oh, "I'll stay. I'll finish." Right. Doesn't happen. You know, it happens a lot where we are. Fortunately, or we couldn't run that place. I'll be honest with oh, you. Oh no, we we couldn't run it yeah. without overtime. We couldn't. Yeah. All right. Schools don't teach you how to deal with the doctors. No, no shit. They do not. Doctors are human like everybody else. They come in all shapes, sizes, and personalities. Mm-hmm. And part of being a nurse is you can be the nurse that diffuses the situation, or you can be Escal- the nurse that's going to escalate it every time. And you don't want to be the escalator. You want to be the diffuser. Mm-hmm. I am both. It depends on the <laughs> surgeon. depends on my day. And it depends on how he's approached the situation. Yeah. We just recently witnessed one of the best things I've ever witnessed in my entire fucking life at this place. One of my favorite days. I couldn't have been happier. No. And I can't even explain it to do it the justice it did. I know because you'd have to get into it. But the two... So uh, a surgeon came out to bitch about his case, which is not unusual. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. The people who do charge at the OR desk take a brunt of shit often. Mm -hmm. Laura being one of them. Mm -hmm. And it just happened that this particular day that one of the surgeons came out to bitch, the head of the OR and a very high up in anesthesia and our manager were all standing at the desk. And they diffused that situation or at least dealt with it. I don't know if it no, diffused it. I don't it, know that they diffused it. But they, it, de- they dealt, dealt with, with it, it beautifully. Yeah. And never do you see management actually see the shit we go through. Right. And so to have them be, I, I just, I was like this. Is the best thing I've ever seen. I literally in my life. came home. I was like, it was like I had big brothers, and yes. I was just sitting there, and I didn't have to do anything, and they just, and they just took, took it over. over, and I was like, oh my god, this is the best day that I've ever had. Because if it was like five minutes later, I would have been dealing with it for yeah. a half hour, going back and forth, yep. and and then you'd have to write an answer report, and they would just try second to hand. be um calm, but it's hard. It's very hard. It's hard I want to scream and I want to throw something, but I don't. And I just right. continue to say the same goddamn thing I've told you for the last 20 minutes with you screaming at me and I say what? it. I'm not like, oh, I'm sorry. But it's, okay, well, I don't know what you want me to do. This is the facts right. and this is all, you know, and then it just goes on and on and on. And I think I'm a girl. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. Because you know. we're two big men that we're dealing with it. Yes. On the flip side, lovely. doctors are under a lot of stress. Yes. They are dealing with a lot of shit as well. Mm-hmm. So don't feed into their bullshit. 
mm-hmm. and try to diffuse the situation and you don't have to take shit from them. Right. God knows you don't have to take their shit right. and don't let them treat you terribly. Mm-hmm. But try to be the diffuser yes. and not escalate. Don't escalate it. I mean, there uh, you see some nurses go in and you just know the moment anybody comes in that room, it's going to be a shit show. Mm-hmm. Or you can go in and you can calm the room down. Right. You know, it's, it's really the, the circulating and scrub roll really affect the room yes those people can really make or break your room Mm -hmm. and i'm sure on the floors it's the same way i've never had any floor experience i went i just i had been in the or since i was 20 years old so i i don't i can't speak for floor nurses but i can tell you in the or you can make or break a room yes so you really have and getting them all there's a way to approach things that gets the point across or gets your concerns across Mm -hmm. without being an ass about it. Be, make bringing them to a point of boiling. Right. Because that's not good for that's not good for you. That's mm-hmm. not good for them. That's not good for the patient. Right. Like make your point, bring your point across in right. a And there's calm a time way. when you can pull like it may not be the time then to say something mm-hmm. and you wait till the case is over and you pull them aside and be I didn't appreciate how you spoke to me. Right. You know, this is what was going on and I didn't deserve you talking. And and more often than not, they will apologize. Yes. I mean, I, I know the floors are different. Like I said, surgery can be very difficult. Surgeons are a whole different breed. Yes. And you have to have a thick skin. You can't take everything they say personal. Mm-hmm. If you're that kind of person, the OR is not for you. Let no. me tell you that right now. Yeah. All right. But you, you, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. There are situations where the surgeons have been brutal and I just let it go because mm-hmm. now is not the time. Right. Now but I will time. get you later. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk. Put that this. in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> so we are talking about this. So yeah, nursing school is never going to prepare you for that. Especially, it's very difficult when you're young to try to have that presence to talk to them. Yes, because most doctors have already done four years of college, four years of medical school, so they're already significantly older than the eighteen-year-old who's in nursing school. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to say what you want to because you're intimidated. Right. Even if you're right, you're going to be intimidated. So yeah. you have to find your voice in nursing school. And hopefully learn how to say it. Appropriately. Appropriately. Yeah, I agree. Because, yes, do I want to sit there and Fuck yell you. at you? <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding? Do you see how hard it'll work? Are you fucking shitting me? But yeah. I don't. I just say it very calmly. When he turned around and said, why can't you just make the nurses do overtime? Are you kidding me, you son of a bitch? Yeah. Uh, they're all doing overtime. Right. Everybody's doing overtime. Did you not read the news? Right. There's a nursing shortage. There's a nursing piece shortage. Of shit. Let's not push them yeah. out the door. I don't want to be here. Well, neither do I. You think this is my dream? Right. To spend all my time here with you? But I don't say that. <laughs> I say, well, this On is the a situation. Inside. And this is all we can do. So I, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've been wearing masks since the birth of surgery. So we get to say a lot behind the mask. We should have this episode behind the mask. Yeah. Shane, you've said behind the mask. Oh, yeah. that'd be pretty. Fuck you, piece of shit. I know. Eat and it's, it's the, actually, this next one is actually about that. Go ahead. Uh, you will need a poker face that could win you millions of poker, poker money in Vegas because, well, people, you have got to pull your face together. Yep. We wear masks. The eye roll. Yeah. I mean, now everybody wears masks because of COVID. One of my girlfriends known for her eye roll. Oh my God. Her <laughs> eyes. I don't know how they didn't fall out of her head with the eye roll. But you can't. We say a lot with our eyes because we've always worn masks. That's all we have. So yeah. we literally have whole conversations with just our mm-hmm. eyes. But you got to keep them in check because they'll say, oh, do something. And you, you know your face is out of control. Thank God there's a mask, but you do have to control the eyes. Laura, what is the most professional way to tell a doctor, fuck you? 
You remember? Yes, doctor. Oh, yeah. Right away, doctor. They know. Course, they know. They'll be like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know what you're saying. That's a quick. Yes, doctor. Right away. That's another way of the OR saying, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You have to. But you got to keep your face in check. Yeah. It's not easy. No. It's not easy. But even, even though, with the patients. I was just going to say, even with the patients or the patient's family, when they're like, they may have the worst surgeon in the world. Is he good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, they're going to sleep. What am I going to say? No, he's terrible. Get off this table and run for your life. I can't say that. No. He's going to do the best job he can do. That's what I say. We're going to take really We're going to take great care of you. Yep. I'm going to take great care of you. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to. I'll just... try to make sure he doesn't cut off the wrong way. They come up with weird things. Yes. You yes. can't. You got to keep that face in check. You can't be like, you did what? You put One that where? Like had a girl come up and she had lost her arm and didn't know it. Yes. She couldn't feel that she had lost her arm. And she's like. I can't feel my arm. And the nurse is like, don't worry about that. We're just going to get you like, what are you going to say? Yeah, because it's... Yeah, because you don't have one. It's left and left behind at the scene. You don't have one, you know? Yeah, there's things you... You know, what happened to so-and-so? Don't worry about him right now. Let's get you to sleep. Let's take care of you. Yeah, Yeah. it's very hard because some of the stuff you're like, oh my God. Yeah, and Am I going to die? We're going to take really good care of you. I never say to somebody, no, you're not going to die. No, I just... Or everything's going to be fine. We're doing the best we can for you. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's been hard. It is, but you have to keep it together. Yeah. So that, they'll see it on your face. Oh, Even if you're long. saying, oh no, we'll take care of you, but you're panicked yeah. around the room, you know, like you got to keep your shit together. Yeah, absolutely. To keep them, their shit together. I have no more in mind. Oh, I do. And it actually relates to all the things that were posted on our Facebook post about what you did not learn in nursing, nursing school. school. And this was a huge one. They said, you will need reflexes and physical strength that no sport could ever train you for. You no have shit. no fucking idea how physically demanding nursing is. Nursing is. Lifting, it is pulling, crawling, jumping, it is. running. You're under. I've told the story. I was like nine months pregnant and they dropped something under the bed and I had to go get it. And I got myself under there, under the <laughs> sterile drapes and all that. And then I'm like, I can't get the, myself the fuck out of here. Like, if, you have to be like a contortionist. Yeah. You. I mean, uh. the way you're bending and... But you I mean, ask them 14 shit. times, do you want a Foley? And they say no. And then and you're then under you the, the patient, And then you get to put a Foley in. And trying to put a Foley with no light under yeah. their legs belted down. I mean, it's like <laughs> insane. The contortionism and the strength yeah. you need. You're Even on the lifting. floors, you're lifting heavy patients. These people, three, 400 pounds. Yeah. Then you're going to take six people to lift them and they're dead weight because they're sleeping. Right. Or they're dead weight because they have an injury mm-hmm. and you're on the floor trying to lift them. Mm-hmm. We don't have Hoya lifts in the OR. No. It's all you. Yeah. You know? Whip. Just physically, like four people. Yeah, it's trying a to move lot. a four hundred pound patient. Right. It ain't easy. No, you it's, know, and just you have to get in between things. Like you're constantly like, can I fit in this little area <laughs> to get to the top of the room? Like it's insane. You're like, no, I think I can. Oh, I hope I can. A sponge like, is missing, so you're on your hands and knees looking under the bed yeah. to see if that's what a needle. Sponge yeah, with your eyes straight <laughs> on your eyes, trying to find a needle on the floor, and you're crawling around yeah. on your hands and knees on the disgusting. I mean, Disgusting. we clean it, but it's still, Mm-mm. I mean, there's blood Mm-mm. and shit all over it. There's fluids leaking from above. There's fluids below you. You're trying not to crawl through yeah, Trying not of, to slip on them. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, Yes. it really is a physical It is physically job. demanding. And, you know, in the OR, if you're scrubbed, you're standing for 12 hours. Yeah. If you're circulating, you're running for 12 mm-hmm. hours. And by the end of the, I mean, my back is yeah. shot. Right. My knees are shot. Mm-hmm. Started with plantar fasciitis last summer. Never had that in my life, mm-hmm. but that was from bad shoes in the OR. Yep. Walking around nonstop. Yep. And our OR is huge. Huge. So we are walking miles because yep. you're in four buildings across, you know, I don't know City how many block. blocks. I mean, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. huge. 
So it's very physically demanding. Yeah. And the re- we, now we're in the OA. I mean, I'm sure there's shit on the floors that you could say the same thing for. We're draped. Everything's sterile. If something drops, you can no longer use that. So mm-hmm. when something's sliding up, you're right, you're reaching, you're grabbing, you're running across the thing. Like you have like cat like reflexes to grab this shit. It's like, you know, they'll and everyone's like, oh good, catch yeah. I'm like, I don't, you it's know. It's like, my cat like reflexes. Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't catch it, but yep. you you you're constantly like on high alert, like to where am I going? What am I gonna do? Sometimes what am I making sure that the fucking med student isn't the one that's yep. dropping to the ground. Yep. You know, somebody just said the other day they um they went in and it was the smell of the bobby got them, like you said mm-hmm. earlier. And she could see it coming. She was like catching them before they go down. Like it happens all the time. All the time. This is usually they're going to tell you they hot before they tell you anything. I, I think I it's always the fidget to me. They yeah. start grabbing their gown. They start grab like touching. They're fidgeting. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you're going down. All right. Yep. We got to get you a seat. You can't. And, and try doing chest compressions on somebody. Oh, it's exhausting. Exhausting. It's exhausting. Your whole, your ribs hurt the next day. You don't think two minutes is long. So you're doing chest compressions and yeah. then your abs hurt. Everything hurts. It's exhausting. You're sweating yeah. and, you know, they're not deep enough. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of physical in this job. You in that equipment. Oh my God. Pulling the equipment, pushing the equipment, yeah. doing, I mean, these things, you, you're you op- op- holding open a door with one leg. Mm-hmm. You're pushing a machine through that weighs, however much. I mean, hundreds of pounds. Yep. Pulling that through with your leg against the door. It's ridiculous. And you wonder why everybody's back is tweaked. Yeah, and then I'm like, carry the laundry upstairs for me? Yeah, if you've ever moved an OR bed, especially the old ones, remember the old ones? Oh my God. They weigh a goddamn ton. It's ridiculous. So one of the things on the Facebook page that I talked about was the beds. We have this big debate going on at our hospital where all anesthesia wants every patient on a stretcher. It's not ideal to always put a patient on a stretcher. You have to put some of them on a bed because yes. it's just what's best for it's the patient. Best for the patient. Yes, the you beds, might bring a back out pushing the goddamn the bed. The beds are brutal. But the patient deserves a bed right. sometimes. But you're going to... Yeah. Dr- and they get more complicated. Dry, neutral, super space, hyperspace. You're like, I don't know what to do with this no. bed. I just want to put the fucking back out. Yeah. What button am I pushing? I said, someone put that and I was like, we could, you could literally have a semester on beds. Yeah, and still not be enough. And still have no idea which plug to plug in to get that And our hospital charge. goes anywhere from the the stone gurneys from 1812 yeah. to the newest space high, age space yeah. age yeah that they they floatate to the bed you know uh, like, yeah it's unreal it's ridiculous you never know what bed you get that was a big one on that page beds. was the bed how the hell do you work all the goddamn all the beds? beds and then in the ola we have diff- we have or beds that we, and have, we have 18 different eight thousand yeah. of that some get the gu some bed this, some the gyn bed yeah the eva bed the regular bed yeah the, 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 the Eva bed that bed. rolls, the Eva bed that doesn't roll. It's, it's insane. It's, yeah. We do actually, when we get new people, we do a class on, on beds, beds. Yeah. and it's still not enough. No. Another yeah. one they talked about was the crawling around, like we talk, uh, crawling around with the cords. Yeah. I always joke that before I retire, everything's going to be cordless because I'm tired of tripping over cords. You literally, well, never mind the tripping over, but getting the patients, like it takes like forever to get their IV pumps over and they're on a lot and these mm-hmm. sick patients and. You know, all the IVs are untangled. All the lines are untangled. You move them over and somehow... They're all tangled again. It's like everything just warped into each other and literally knotted itself out. How? We just spent an hour fucking untangling them. My favorite is the type A anesthesia who tapes them all up. And then you go to move the patient and you have to tape them all because there's not enough line. Yeah. Like, I get they tangle, but you can't tape them all up either. One guy had bread ties. Who carries around fucking bread ties yeah, in their pocket? But he bread tied, which was smart because it took came off easier. But when you tape them, you can't get them undone. No, like, wow. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, that you're, was you're a moving big one. pumps and you're moving this and you move. Yeah. yeah, and then even just like you know, you've got depending on the surgeon because we have some surgeons that really like their pedals. 
You know, you've got mm -hmm. the Scope Tower, you've got the Bovi, mm -hmm. you've got the Harmonic, you got the Ligashore, you got the Sauna thing, you yeah. got the, the, and they all have a fucking pedal to go oh. with it. So there's 14 pedals in front of the surgeon. Mm -hmm. So those cords are, all, and you're crawling under the bed. You gotta place it, and then you gotta get it back to get it out of the way. And, oh <laughs> and then they're all plugged into the wall because nothing's cordless. Right. And then yeah. all the cords come in from the field. It's ridiculous. It, is ridiculous. it takes you 20 minutes just to get, and then they're like, can we do a timeout? What do you want first? Sure. Do you want me to plug the 42 right. cords in first or do you want your timeout? Right. Which one do you want? Because then you're going to be yelling at me because the timeout's done. That You don't have a bobby plugged in. Right, but so you can't stop because right. nothing's plugged in. Right. Yeah. Um, another thing, a lot of it was talking to adults that are acting like children. Yes. I mean, I've literally seen them stamp their feet. Oh, like a three-year-old. Bang their heads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, bang their heads. Yeah, mm -hmm. big one. Throw things. Throw shit. It's literally I was just going to say throw shit. There's tons yeah. of tantrums. Yeah. You, they do not teach you how to look at a grown-ass adult and be like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. And get them calm. So they stop having a fit and right. they can finish the surgery. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a big one. Moving the heavy equipment was a big one. I liked this one. How to rip tape and put starry strips on with gloves on. Yes. It's never oh, impossible. Do you know how many times I've gone to use my teeth? I know. I'm like, oh, oh I'm sterile. I can't uh, do that. <laughs> no, no. Not good. Not good. No. Yeah. It's with the fucking gloves. It, it's near impossible to do. Classic. This is another one that was on there. So you're trying to do a timeout. You're trying to plug everything in. You're answering phone calls. You're, you're doing all this shit. Can we have some music, please? Uh, Excuse they, me? I literally, the second they asked me for music, I ignore. Yeah. Now you're. Now I'm not even. Now I'm going to punch on. you in the face. Now we're not listening to music yeah. the whole case. No. I'll keep forgetting to do. Oh, that. I'm going to put on fucking classical, like I don't know what. I'm going to put on ABBA. Nothing but ABBA. Hundred. I love ABBA. That's all you're going to listen to now. You piece of shit. I've got a million yeah. things to Literally do. Literally, the last thing I'm doing is worrying about yeah. music. My the beepers are going. This can you put on the music? Okay, yeah, sure. When I've no done problem. the, I literally looked at them like when I'm done with everything else I need to do, mm -hmm. we'll put your music yeah. on. You son. That's my most classic. Yeah, classic yeah. one. Yep, I'll get to that. Yeah, I don't give a shit stat. about the music. Stat music. Yeah. Let me do my job, and then I'll worry about music yeah. later. Relax. We're gonna put on polka. Yeah, being a DJ is not my. And then it's. I always say, what do you want to listen to? Whatever you want. Oh, anything. I'm not fucking picking. A, I'm probably not, I'm probably in there for a lunch. I don't give a shit what you listen yeah. to, to be honest. As long as I'm not putting country on, I don't But that's care. when I tell them, all right, so I'm going to put on polka? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. so how about hip-hop Ivy? Yeah. Oh, I like this very specific thing that you actually have to spell because I don't even know what you're yeah. talking about. Well, how about you just say that to begin with? And we have one surgeon who cranks the music and it's all that fucking club techno. Oops, oh, oops, oops, oops. I'm like, I can't, I can't keep a break in that room. I can't. Oops, no. oops, oops, it's oops. awful. It's the worst. Awful. It's the fucking worst. Yeah. I hate playing DJ. That was a yep. big one. That was a big one. Yep. The um, beepers and... The... Yeah. Holding... I, if you don't work in the OI, you're not going to get it, but... Because it's sterile. The they surgeons can't have their gowns and gloves on, so they can't touch the phone. So then you have to hold the phone without the cord touching them, because, mm -hmm. you know, you have a cord on your phone, to their ear. So they can hear. So they can hear and talk. But then they're constantly fucking moving. Yeah. And it constantly slipping out from the ear. And then they're looking at you like, I can't hear. Yeah. And then you're readjusting it. And then the mouthpieces go, it's and a nightmare. It's not a quick phone call. No, it's never quick. It's can't we just put this on hands No, no. I'll just take it yeah. on the phone. Yeah. And you're standing there and your arm's starting to shake. Yeah, you have to like hold. I hold my elbow and up. You've got a million other things yes. to be doing. And now you're I stuck I'm not there. your fucking phone holder. Yeah. We had one who would be like, could you call the nanny? I'm going to be. No. Yes. No. I'm not your secretary. No. I'm not going to go get you dry cleaning and call the goddamn nanny. Okay. I got shit to do. Yes. I got to go get you antibiotics. You right. know? Yeah, I hate. I hate holding that phone so much. I'm like, this phone. is so fucking awkward. That fucking phone. Um. Changing the batteries, all like getting their pager off their oh, pants. 
They put their pages. I swear. They do it on purpose. They do it on purpose. Swear to God. The beeper is in my penis. Oh, okay. Yes. It's always, oh, in the front. Yeah. To the right. Over to the left. Oh, I'm sorry. The left. Oh, the right. A little hotter. A little hotter. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, oh, really? It's so, and it's under their gown, so you can't see. So you're digging around on their And you don't know what you're going to find. You never know. Looking for their phone. Could you get my phone out of my pocket? It's in my back pocket. Well, there's 14 things in here. So now I'm digging. You know what I love Around to do? Around your ass. I'm a terrible person. I take the headlight out and I put it in their pocket. Psst. That's nice and odd. <laughs> well, we always used to do that and now they don't let you do it anymore because I'm going to get burned. It's well, going to hurt for like a I second. I don't give a not. shit. It's like a match. But Here now you go. I'm dragging, and, I'm yeah. walking you around like a dog on a leash. Yeah, I'm holding the fucking headlight. I'm putting it in your pocket. Can you move my heated blanket to the other side of the table? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I never thought I'd be doing these things. No. And I that, never. It's, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I, yeah, the beeper. It's over to the right. It's over to the left. It's oh, the front. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, no. Actually, oh, it's actually in my front pocket. Yeah. Could you grab that one? Yeah. So you're like feeling up these dirty old men. It's, it's I a lot hate of fun. It. I hate it. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, they have one person said like how to retrieve a ringing cell phone from a gown and glove surgeon without one contaminating them or two sexually assaulting them yeah. before the ringing stops. And then you can answer and it's their wife. And yeah, you're I a woman. <laughs> I said people like answering the surgeon's own phone. I literally... Hate answering the surgeon's phone. I answer phone. it like the OR phone. OR32, Nicole speaking. <laughs> I say, Dr. Dr. phone. phone. Um, Laura speaking. Yeah, like, I'm, I, do the I same want thing. you to know I know I'm answering your His husband's phone. Yeah. phone. Like, I'm... Yep. Yeah. Very weird. <laughs> very, very I do weird. the same thing. Um, how to use a computer. They don't teach you that. How to be an IT tech. Oh, troubleshooting all that. Troubleshooting computers is not what I should be doing. No. I can't turn my mm-hmm. TV on at my house. Mm-hmm. Why I'm touching millions mm-hmm. of dollars worth of computer Hit that equipment. button. Turn that off. The freaking brain lab shit and the microscopes. Just hit that. Turn that up. Dial that. Do yeah. this. The black diamond. I'm like, okay, I'm going to shut this whole system down, I guess. And then yeah. hope to God it comes back yep. on. Yep. And then I'm here to do IT. I need you to take a picture. Can you conference call that? Can you take another picture? I need a video of that now. Can you send the video? Can you can you transport it out? To, no, I can't. I don't know I how to do that. Use my cell phone. I literally can't put my TV on in my right. house. But I'm not. No, I can't do but all I this shit. Yep. Know how to fix all biomed? This shit Hello, biomed. Or I call it's, you. It's awful. No, it's real. I should not be touching this no. stuff. Um. Body mechanics, huge thing. They mm-hmm. do not teach you that. Yeah, bend at your knees. Okay, but how do I get under that bed and over there? And, you know, um, what else did they say? The phone hold a human statue thing. Um, it's at, brutal. At I the mean, answer in everybody's pages. You're sometimes, like, so one of the Don't be sloppy. Was saying her fiance called and said, oh, she just answers phone and stuff, phones and stuff at work. I was like, Really? He wouldn't be my fiance anymore if he said that to me. We do so much more than answer phones I at work. I like we said, we're like a hidden yes. no one knows about us. You don't we learn do about so, us in yeah. nursing school. We're a different no type one of nursing. understands what we do. And it's very hard to describe what you do because you don't know what we're talking about. Right. So yeah, you oh, you plug shit in and then you sit there. No. No, no. We listen. We're doing our chat. You can hear that section pick up. They're mm-hmm. bleeding. I know, I know, I yep. need to get prolines, I need to get suture booties, I need yep. to get pledges, I need to make sure they have fine needle holders for that thing. We're doing... Because they can't get any of it. 8,000 fucking things in our heads. You can't you hear, see us do. Beep, beep, beep. Mm-hmm. You're looking at anesthesia. I gotta go get the code card. I yep. gotta go get the med card. I gotta get, you know, do I need an ICU bed? Do I need, you know... Right. You're constantly... And it's very hard to describe that. And when no one has gone down there or learned about it in a nursing school or 
And one a, day in the OR is not going to no. teach you that. And we have a friend that's in nursing school now, and she'll show me her things, and she's like, Laura, they literally talk about pre-op and then post-op, but nothing. I said, we don't exist. I don't know how We're many like times the I'm stepchildren. We hospital. do not exist. Our jobs do not exist to people. And nope. it's a disservice because, A, you're not helping people come to the OR, which we need. Right. And, B, wouldn't knowing what we do help you on the floors afterwards? It's going to help any nurse. To know what the hell it is we're doing. I honestly believe every department should take a stroll through the other department. Mm -hmm. When the ICU is telling us it's two hours to clean the bed, and we have a patient downstairs waiting, they have to see why. And we should see, why is it taking you two hours? Like Maybe there's stuff we aren't worrying about. Instead of just yelling at each other about why. Or when the ER brings a patient up full of valuables that we really can't deal with. I mean, they send patients up. We have patients come up in wheelchairs. What am I going to fucking do with all this stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't have a place to put all these patient belongings. Right. I, I mean, they sit at the desk. Mm-hmm. They have to understand why we can't, why we need you to take right. this stuff off. We don't have off. an area to put clothes and right. wallets and rings and whatever. I, I think it, nurses, seeing how other nurses work would help yeah. stop being bitches to each other. Right. You know, Help support each other. Help support each other. Understand yeah. the rationale so you'll do it. Right. Maybe right. you'll understand, okay, it's going to take them two hours. I understand that. Right. You only see what happens. And right. this is, yeah. Well, maybe we won't make them wait two hours because this is why they need that bed, you know? Right. Um, to speak up for yourself. That's hard. Um, to speak up for your patients. That you need to learn how to do housekeeping, IT, mm-hmm. engineering, you know, all that stuff. Um, they had really good things. There was like 300. A lot of them. It's unreal. Yeah. It was funny how many people were touching on the same things. Yeah. And it's, you know, someone was like, um, you know, you make it sound so terrible. And I'm like, I don't think it's, I love my job. I love the OR. I wouldn't work in anywhere else. But I didn't learn any of it in nursing school. No. I remember my, like, first nursing class and they're going through, what do you do? What do you do? I was like, oh, I'm a surgical tech. She's like, you better go to the floors, honey. You, you can't go back to the OR. Nothing you learn on the floors is going to help you in the OR. So why do I need to go there for two years when I know I'm going right back to the OR? Right. I never went to nursing school to do anything but OR nursing. Mm-hmm. That's my wheelhouse. Like, is I love yeah. OR nursing. I love what I do. Yeah. I am not going to go work on the floors or an ICU or the ER or anywhere else. I will be an OR nurse till the day I die. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's, No, it's nothing bad. And it's, but you can't learn it anywhere. No. And, I mean, regular nursing. Any right. nursing you do, you have a... It's mostly on-the-job training. Nursing. I also think it's changed a little bit because most OR nursing, when I started, were techs becoming OR nurses. Yes. Now they offer these peri-op programs that were not available before. If you hadn't worked in the OR, you couldn't work in the OR. Right. Now they're offering, I think with any nursing field, you can come on nursing school and go to the ICU. Right. You couldn't do that. They years offer ago. those internships and they yes, train you, you for couldn't two do years that. It was five years on the floor at the minimum, right. and then you go to the ICU, right. which I think helps because it gives you your basic skills. Right. You know, these NPs who they were an art degree three years ago, now they're an NP, but have never touched a patient. You have no assessment skills. You have no skills. How are you being an NP? I mean, you're learning it, learning it. Yeah, but you haven't done it. But I learned that in school too, but until you got on the floor. Look at how much we just talked about. You don't know. Right. So how are you going to be an NP when you have never touched a patient? Yeah. It's. I think it's dangerous. It's it's a little frightening. Yeah. A little frightening, but. And one girl said, I liked her. I mean, I liked all the replies. But one girl said, um, think outside the box. 
Yes. They do not. Yes. And we already touched on that. They do not teach you that you have to sometimes. They, they want this or this. And you're like, hey, what if we got this and did this? You know, like you have to think of other ways to do things because it doesn't work the same way every time. We've talked about stuff episode. Yeah. That's when nurses are going to get the most creative. Yeah, How up. am I going to get this baseball out of his ass? Right. Because we don't have an instrument to get a baseball no. out of the ass. Yeah. And you're trying to do it so you don't have to cut them open. Right. So you get very creative. Right. Let's try forceps that they use for babies. Mm -hmm. Let's try suction. Let's try this. Yeah. You have to think outside of the box right. because like, they're oh, going to... we did this to do this, so maybe right. this will work for this. Like, right. Yeah. So... You have to think outside the box. I think that's crucial. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Did we touch on mostly everything? I think so. I do, too. Nursing school teaches you how to take the NCLEX, and it teaches you the bare minimums you're going to need as a nurse. You're going to learn... You're going to touch patients. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn how to give baths. You're going to learn about medications. You're going to learn how to delegate. You're going to learn safety. You're going to learn sterility to a point. Yeah. To a point, you know, when you're changing dressings, you learn how to change dressings. I learned that in nursing school. I did. Okay. I don't know. Yes, I did too, but it's still, I was like, this is flosterol. Yes, exactly. This is not exactly. sterile. No, no, watch There's sterile. a difference yes, between no. flosterile and oh, I agree. Um, they taught you how to wash your hands the opposite way you learn in tech school. Right. You, in nursing school, your elbows are clean. No. In tech school, you're two inches above the elbow. No, or but they go I'm, the opposite. Yeah, they come down. They come down. We go up. Right. And when they would teach me, I'm like, I can't do this. This is not, this is not how you clean yourself. And they're like, no, your hands are the dirtiest. I'm like, no, your elbows no, are the dirtiest. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a completely. Because you've just cleaned your hands. Right. You yeah. don't want, it's a, com everything's so different, but this full of sterile. Right. And so, I mean, awesome. it's not that nursing school doesn't teach you anything. It right. does. It teaches you the basics to get you out there safely. Right. And then you're going to learn everything else on the job. Right. And it's going to be hospital specific as well. Yeah. Like, like, I, like with the beds. Oh, yeah. We could do a semester on beds. But you can't because every hospital has it's a different bed, a different bed, different equipment. Yeah. You know, you can go out to the, the West and California mm -hmm. seems to be light years ahead of the East Coast sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have equipment out there we, we haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. And we won't see because we're very entrenched in you know tradition and routine mm -hmm. out here so i'm not saying nursing school is terrible nursing no. instructors can be brutal um i remember one poor girl they left her like she had to give a shot there's no shops box around and she couldn't recap the needle but they didn't want her walking around with an exposed needle and the clinical failed her what what was she supposed to do because she recapped the needle but she did it you know kind of the scoop yeah you left her no options and what did she say that? Like, what was I supposed to do? She did. And, and the woman's like, you're supposed to figure it out. So nursing instructors can uh, so be broke. Yes, so I would have yes. recapped it simply. Right. And, because yeah. you can't walk. The, you didn't give her a shop's box. Right. Where if you were in a room, there's a shop's box there. Yeah. So it was just, they set you off for failure sometimes. And I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And I don't like, that's a little bit of nursing eating their young there as a nursing school. Because the instructors, you know, like, oh, if you do this, it's a failure. If you do this, it's a failure. They scare the shit out of you. Like, day one. It's yeah. like, does it doesn't to be that way i'm taking this serious like come right. on you know yeah all right again we're rambling so <laughs> as always listen we need nurses so if you're not a nurse and you're listening get the hell out there and let's get to nursing school because we need nurses i gotta retire someday nursing school is not terrible it's like any other school yep it's you gotta do it it's not that bad listen mm -hmm. just listen Use your common sense. I think 90% of nursing is common sense. 90% of nursing is common sense, without a doubt. Yep. Without a doubt. And then the other 10 is... Critical. Critical. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
How to use your common sense and your critical thinking. Yep. Personal skills. You have to just, you're troubleshooting 24 7. Mm-hmm. You are always troubleshooting at work, putting fires out. I, I just, I find like now, especially in the staff development role, I'm, I'm putting fires out, even with experienced staff yeah. calling me for stupid shit. Not, I shouldn't say stupid shit, but for stuff that you're like, Okay, you need to do this, this, and yeah. this. Okay, you, you need to do that. You know, don't hook the fucking NG tube up to the door knock because right. that's not a good idea. Right. Um, all right. 100th episode coming up. Send us your ideas. <laughs> well, hopefully by the time you sent us your ideas, have an idea. But uh, you got anything you want to say? Tell us what you liked about the podcast. We'll take anything you have because yeah. I can't believe we're 100 episodes in. It's crazy. All right, Laura. Crazy. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. All right, good night. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.